Welcome to Cat Chat. Welcome to Cat Chat, Catalonia Today magazine's podcast. Catalonia Today is a monthly magazine in English published by the El Punt of We Media Group. And every month, well, I say every month, it's been a few months, we get together, the, some of the people from the Catalonia Today team, and uh, we tell you what's in this month's magazine and also talk about all things Catalan. It's called Cat Chat, but it's got nothing to do with cats. When was the last time we were here? I can't remember. It was a while ago. But anyway, I'm here, Neil Stokes, your host, with Marcella Tabor, the editor of the magazine, and the chief editor, uh, Mikel Beg, is also here. And we're in the office in Girona and doing our first podcast since, what could it be, November, might it be? Something like that, before mm. the end of last year. I don't know, I wasn't there. I don't even remember being there myself, to be honest. <laughs> but it was, uh, I can't remember anything, it's so long ago. Yeah. But we've, uh, we've, there's been a lot going on. Anyway, the main thing is we made a superb effort to get together today to at least get this, the ball rolling again. So hopefully we're back on track. And hopefully from now on, every month, you'll be able to download the Cat Chat podcast. This month, March, we've got, as I said, the magazine to talk about a little bit later on. The March issue is all about Catalan sports people. But I thought we could start today with you, Mikel, because you've come up from Barcelona to Girona for a festival up here. Can you? And I thought you could maybe tell us a little bit about about that festival. Well, the, it's good to see you, by the way. Yes, Neil well, it's good to see Marcella you. Yeah, Marcel and all that. Yeah, the, there is this. Yes, this. Uh, ever-growing uh, literature festival in uh, which is it takes place in Girona and a lot uh, every year it's called Mot Catalan for word uh, Mot Festival Mot in English M-O-T M-O-T is what you take your car every year the yeah uh, the La Revisión the ITV yeah, ITV yeah, in the English Mot it's called, it's called M-O-T yeah. when I saw that I thought yeah you thought that the festival, that festival was about, about <laughs> I don't know from mechanics or something <laughs> <It was> not, <laughs> <laughs> yes no it's about literature in this case no it makes uh, sense Mot is, is Mot Catalan for word for, obviously yes, yeah, it makes yes. awesome. <laughs> yes this evening uh, I'm, I'm, I, I will be having or running a, a conversation with uh, one of the guest authors and it's a, it's a very exciting uh, situation. The author is Philippe, uh, Philippe in, in fact, in French because uh, his mother was French, Philippe Sanz. And Philippe Sanz is a professor of uh, international law, professor of law at uh, the University of London, uh, an expert on, on uh, civil rights and crimes against humanity and, and everything. So the question is, what does a man like that do in a literature festival? And this is because the book he has produced, and I call it a book, you cannot call it a novel or any. you have to call it a book. It's a hybrid of, of uh, many genres, if you want. It's, it's quite extraordinary. It can be read as a novel, but in fact, it is a, a, an incredible lesson about history in in the middle of the last century in the heart of Europe uh, in the years uh, before the Second World War and and just after the Second World War. There is a focus on the famous or infamous Nuremberg trials mm -hmm. uh, when the some of the Nazi leaders were, were sentenced to to death. It's the story about how from a legal point of view two people had to produce the, the very concepts on which to 
accuse the defendants. And these two concepts, which we now think that are of current use, did not exist before the Nuremberg trials in 1945. The concepts being crimes against humanity, the other one, genocide. The book, uh, it's, it's among many other things, it's, it's about how these two legal concepts that have become so crucial in overcoming the constraints of simply national justice into a kind of more general human, uh, humankind or whatever, international justice, how these two concepts came about. But also the, the, whole, the whole book, it's, a, it, it's a, the, the sort of uh, research by a man who in, in his 50s tries to understand the past of his grandfather. As, as you know, that this is quite usual. It's, it has been typical in Spain with the Spanish Civil War and all that, how sometimes you get grandparents that tell you all about it and grandparents that keep big secrets about it. Hmm. So in his case, his father lived in Paris. He never thought about that, uh, uh, but he, 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 he realized he didn't know anything about his, his past. And, and that starts, uh, you know, it's like a thriller, an investigation about the town where his father uh, was born, uh, a place called now Lviv uh, in, in present Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was Poland for a time, it was under the, 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 the Soviet regime for a time, it was under Nazi control for a time and all that. The funny thing is that the two legal guys that, that work on, on these two concepts happen to be also from the same place. Oh, by coincidence. Working, by coincidence. So <laughs> we, have, we have three, the grandfather, the, the two uh, important lawyers that developed these two concepts, and, and everything builds up into, um, I'm going to cut that, uh, you know, people should simply read the book. And I was going to say, we won't need to read the book after <laughs> yeah. that. Just... You have to. It's, it's called East West Street. Uh, and, and, and the book eventually develops into a kind of, uh, as I said, a, a lesson of history, a lesson about legal terms, a lesson about your own relationship with the past and the past of your family, which, as you you can probably guess it's it's incredibly tragic in a ways and eventually still on how people handle their relationship with parents or grandparents especially in the case of people who have uh, whose father for example there are two incredible characters at the end of the book two sons of nazi leaders the, the one who was sentenced and and and, and died in the in the Nuremberg trials, two sons of Nazi leaders who have radically opposed attitudes towards the memory of their fathers. One has always with him a photo of the, the father dead after the Nuremberg trial, mm. and he keeps saying, no, no, I keep it with me because I, I want to make sure that the, the, the horrible guy, who was my father, mm. is really dead, you know, so I want to be reminded that that horrible man is that. And then we have the, the son of another Nazi leader who simply cannot, in spite of all the evidence of saying, your father was responsible for thousands and thousands of deaths, he cannot cope with the idea that his father was not, deep down, a good person. Mm -hmm. He wants to justify him. He wants to keep his uh, affection for his memory. Mm. It's, it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's amazing. 
the author of the book himself is is the son of the victims. He's a, mm. a man of Jewish uh, origin and so and so on. So, mm. uh, all in all, if you have a chance and if someone is listening to us, don't <laughs> <laughs> if someone is like okay. don't miss the don't miss the, the the chance to to read a memorable book called East West Street by Philip. Philippe Sanz. And you're going to meet Mr. Sanz today, is that yes, correct? And, 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 uh, and hopefully, well, yes, and and Yes, and with Marcella, I think we will we will try to, to have a special interview with this uh, fascinating author uh, and to publish it in, in uh, our coming issues, mm. hopefully. Or better said, Mikel is going to interview him because I haven't read the book, I must say. So. Oh, you will. <laughs> I will, I will. Thick, it looks thick. <laughs> but I won't be able to read it in, in, uh, in a one afternoon. So. <laughs> a speed reader, yes. Yeah. It's thick. But you don't need to after Mikel's synopsis. Uh, no. In depth synopsis, you, you pretty much know. It's, um, it's, so fu- it's, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, as I said, it's like a thriller when, you know, suddenly everything materializes out of nothing uh, in the sense that. You, you, you as a son or whatever, you suddenly find, you know, a blurred name of a person and maybe an address hmm. or uh, a faded photograph, uh, you know. And from that scrap of, of information, he starts, you know, researching, hmm. making connections and eventually, hmm. I mean, it's no surprise that the book took him uh, some uh, some uh, seven or eight years wow. to, to complete. Uh, so what what sort of things are you going to ask him about? Uh, just I mean, in general. In, in well, apart from the book, which mm. has a, a lot, I think that uh, you know he is one of the men who was, for example, uh, you are so young, you two, you, you don't probably even remember. But uh, something that was very important at, at the time, which it has become, uh, it's now called the Pinochet, the, the Ch- Chilean uh, mm-hmm. dictator, the Pinochet case. At, at one point, Pinochet, the dictator, visited London. Okay, oh yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. At the time of Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher's who, years, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was convinced that because the laws in his own country in Chile uh, gave him immunity, he thought it was no problem, he was safe. After all, he had been invited by the prime minister herself, mm. and so on. And yet, Philip Sanz was a young man then, that's 20 mm. years ago, uh, and, and, and others. Thanks, by the way, to an initiative by uh, the Spanish, the Spanish Church, Church yeah, yeah. Baltazar Garzón, who, funnily enough, now has been sacked from the judiciary in Spain, and it's unbelievable. But due to that, and against all odds, they managed to uh, make uh, Pinochet stay in London for 17 months. It was a, a big humiliation for him. Mm. And that he couldn't be extradited to, to Spain eventually. But when he got back to Chile, things in Chile because of that yeah. changed and he eventually had to face justice in his own country somehow, although mm-hmm. he was by then too old and so on. But Philip Sanz had been in the in the rooms of yeah. of, of, uh, of these legal cases he's been mm, active in the Rwanda problems mm-hmm. and and lots of things uh, I wonder if one of these days he will have to deal and his team with uh, Catalonia <laughs> and, and the oh claims of, of some well, well it could it, be. There, there is an angle into that yes uh, yes of course um, although of course uh, the concept of crimes against humanity mm. the concept of genocide are, are, are of course Crimes against humanity seems to be a very clear concept. Uh, 
Genocide is much more complicated, and we won't get into mm-hmm. into into legal discussions here. Mm-hmm. But but he has mixed feelings about that because you know if you accept the idea of genocide, okay. I mean, if he, he had been his family were Jewish, it's obvious. A genocide means that you are being killed because you belong or you are something, not because you are so a human being. You're purposely trying to okay. eliminate it, a group it, of people exactly. because of what they are. No? Exactly. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If, you, if you happen to be a Catalan, uh, yeah. you have to be killed. Uh, exactly. you have to be Liverpool supporters. Liverpool supporters. I mean, get, let's get rid of let's them. Let's get once and for all. Please, <laughs> yes. No. Well, no, but I'm a good man. But you are a Liverpool supporter. Yeah, so so you, yeah. you're. Yet, he, they say that this is a necessary concept, it's obvious, because people do belong to, to groups. It, it's part of our history, our biology, whatever. Yet, it is a concept that reinforces the idea of them and us, mm-hmm. in a sense. It's and, very and, tricky, yeah. And yeah. it's a tricky, mm-hmm. because, because you say, okay, yeah, to defend mm-hmm. the genocide against the Jews, but, but to, to establish that, that, that means that the Germans or the Nazi Germans can also feel that they are a group and, yeah. and they can also feel an endangered group yeah. if necessary by another group so there is a tribal mm-hmm. uh, echo in in all this kind of discussion it's something that is always one of the reasons i've always struggled with of, of, of thinking about where i stand in relation to catalan sort of nationalism and stuff because we we all know that catalan nationalism is very uh, friendly. It's, it's not. It's not the, the typical sort of nationalism that you would. And you think of nationalism. No. In fact, it's, no. nationalism is probably not even the right word for no. it. Really. It's. But it is a sense of belonging and a sense of identity and a sense of group. And I, and I. That's something that I personally have had trouble with because on the one hand, as you say, I think I accept that as a species, our ability to form groups and identify with groups has been the key to our success. And, and it's an important thing and a natural thing that humans do. So it shouldn't be a bad thing to be tribal in one sense. But on the other hand. Um, on the other hand, I, I really profoundly sort of dista- find it distasteful the idea of that, of, you know, because inevitably when you side with one group, you immediately alienate another group. Take Liverpool supporters as an example. We were joking, but you know, the city of Liverpool, where I'm from, is famous for for having two football teams, like a lot of cities do, having a rivalry, like a lot of cities do, but. In most other cities, like for example Glasgow, where you've got the Catholics and the Protestants, they're, they're separate. They live separately. They live in separate parts. But in Liverpool, the members of the same family—your brother will be a Liverpool supporter or, or an Everton supporter. So, so you know that that being against the others means you're against your brother, and that, that and, and you're not. You're not. It's, which is why the the derby match, the Liverpool derby match, has always been called the friendly derby because you've got brothers and sisters standing next to each other, one in red, one in blue. When in most other derby situations, there's a I don't know, there's a much bigger mm. distinction. No? But the optimistic view here would be to, to celebrate diversity in, I, in, in yeah, these situations yes. and in, 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 in any other thing. For example, on one hand, if you, if you take Catalan, as you say, it's not racial or anything, it has not to, nothing to do with race, but for example, with language and culture. Yeah. Linguistically, obviously, we speak a language that is an endang- endangered linguistic species. But is it though? Because there's seven million people speaking, that's loads of people, it's like nine million people understand well, it. Well, we, we are probably not the last, uh, you know, the worst of them all. But no, because uh, people say that, but then you, you, you know, we, but then we also know that there's many more people speak Catalan than speak Danish or, or Bulgarian and stuff. And yes, yeah. but they don't have the same problems as uh, we yeah. have here. The view from some would uh, yes. be, yeah, the, but the Danish have a state that fully 
uh, works in the defense of and that, protects uh, the language. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that so, works because Ireland is a state no, as well, but, but they speak English. No, <laughs> so but, but, I mean, but Neil, you, you have seen the news lately, no, about yeah. Catalan language and the yeah, threats yeah, against I, no, yeah, against yeah, it I, and it too, the way they I, want to to take it out from schools and so on. So it is. In danger. No, but the, the the big thing is, they, yeah, they, yes, it's, but it's the, under attack. Whether uh, is it, whether it's under attack and endangered are different things. And they just suggest that it's on its last legs, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. Is it under attack? Yes, yeah. but is it endangered? Is it on the verge of disappearing? I mean, under Franco, it was well, forbidden. Right? No, and it didn't disappear, and and it's yeah. not even as strong no. now. The attacks and uh, on it. And but minority yeah. languages disappear. Anyway, but yeah. the thing is, yeah. the thing is, so 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 what? The thing is that yeah. uh, it's fantastic if we speak Catalan and. Spanish yes, of course. and English that we are doing now. Exactly, I so think it's this diversity is a good point. Is to see I think it. yes, it is. Uh, um, I think uh, the idea of uh, not excluding anything, mm -hmm. the idea of uh, belonging mm -hmm. to a to a group of feeling identified mm -hmm. with something is good mm -hmm. as long as it's not exclusive. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, it's not a problem, but you don't have to reject the others and mm -hmm. be like, oh no, I don't want anybody. Um, uh, I don't want anybody to to mm. to participate in this, and I I'm like against everything other people do. So mm. as long as it's inclusive and it's not exclusive, and you respect mm. the other people's opinions, I mean it's very heavy what's mm. happening at the moment here. Because the other day I was I was very surprised to to meet in the street in Girona a couple I know from Madrid. They I I know they are from they they live in Madrid. They, they are visiting. from there. They want to move here, and uh. the reasons, the reason why is is very shocking. They said they are going to move here because they can't live there anymore, because they support Catalans, and because of that, they are suffering enormously. Mm. Like they, only not just themselves, mm. but their families. They, they feel uncomfortable. No, no, they, they, they have been threatened, they have been insulted, they have been um, like at work, everybody avoids them, you know, it's like a... Uh, harassment. Harassment, a constant harassment. Mm. Yeah. Really, really violent, and they said, we decided we can't live there anymore because well, but of, of... But nothing, they've done nothing, they just yeah. said, we think... Mm. Uh, Catalans are not like uh, monsters. <laughs> well, this is this you know? bad side of tribalism, isn't it? That you were mentioning this, the bad side and, of it. And, it, and it, it, it has a lot to do with using abstract concepts, I think. Like mm. when we say Catalans, I mean, Catalans, I mean, come on. We three here are some three different versions, I suppose, of Catalans. Neil, Marcella, and, mm. and myself. Mm. Uh, the, the thing that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't like is the idea that because we three are mm. Catalans of a kind, we are Catalans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are Catalans. No, no. We, you are Neil. <laughs> I am Miguel. Mm. She's Marcella. And we're all we're and, all Homo sapiens. We're all we're all humans. I mean, that's the the one thing. That, well, you that are very as well. op optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. But but what I'm saying is there is a there is a way out of that cul-de-sac of, of tribalism is to. By all means, I think mm. identify with stuff, particularly when it's. I mean, it's clear with Ca with Catalonia. I mean, it, what would be the point of saying, "Oh, I don't want to learn a language when you can have two languages yeah. instead of one"? I mean, it's just nobody. Pra uh, nobody. I don't think no, anyone no, is proposing things like that. No, but it's ridiculous when you look at the practical results yeah, of that type of, of, you know, that type of exclusion would be. So while you're saying that you don't want your children to have an extra language, that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense at all um, well. for their future, etc. But apart from that, the one thing we all do have. 
is a common humanity. And as long as we remember that, that and we can see that, it, th those differences are less important, maybe, and, or at least they're in perspective a bit more, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, the thing is, uh, celebrate diversity and also, you know, beware because these things that Marcella was mentioning about this mm -hmm. Madrid couple or many people uh, in our in Catalonia today mm. in our society if people start feeling uncomfortable yeah. because of that you know this is something that should never be you know should, should never that that has to be preserved it is yeah. the, the the very first thing so you know i sometimes uh, when when we start having this kind of tensions in societies you know personally when when we talk about happiness for example the philosopher says that uh, happiness is always something that you described in the past. <laughs> hmm. It's like suddenly you say, ah, so happiness was that. When when a situation suddenly, you know, evolves in unexpected ways, you yeah. you tend to think, oh my God, but happiness was what what we had. Well, I don't know, I'm too old, maybe, I don't know, maybe <laughs> young people want to change everything, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, let's let's move yeah. on. Um, be, before we do, yeah, because we, it, it, everything got very philosophical. Yeah, we're, we're getting too heavy. <laughs> no, so a lot of people don't. Oh my God, these people don't shut up. <laughs> anyway, let's just uh, remind. I'd like to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at catchatpodcast at catchatpodcast at catchatpodcast is our Twitter. You can follow us on there, and uh, as I said, we're back now, and hopefully we'll be back every month. And that's where you will be able to find out more about when the podcast is coming out, when the magazine is out, etc. Talking that's about it. the magazine. No. Oh, okay. Let's no. Let's, <laughs> on, I just started. Let's talk about the magazine, though. Marcella, fill us in a little bit. Give us an overview of the March magazine, mm -hmm. which is you on want sale me to at start the moment. With March, no. I mean, you don't want me to get back to like the last no, no. Start issue. in November. November yeah, no? yeah, start in November and work your way. <laughs> because I really don't remember what no, we no, did no. in November. Well, it's no, so. no. Well, I thought I yesterday when I I messaged you, I thought it was February we were going to be talking about. So that shows how much I'm up to date. Yeah, okay. Anyway, let let's see what. So what have we got in the March issue, which is out at the moment in kiosk and open for you to subscribe to on the website at www.catalonitoday.cat. Well, we've got um, a front cover about Catalan champions, and we refer to um, big names in uh, Catalan sport, athletes, men and women, who have achieved extraordinary uh, results in their field. And we don't refer that much to uh, like the most popular sports, you know, football mm. and so on. Mm. We talk more about, um, um, I don't know, less known sports, right? Like trail running, sky running. Obviously, we talk about Kilian Journet. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it looks great. Uh, we mm. also talk about many women, like Laia Sanz and uh, lots of swimmers, no? Outstanding female swimmers, Ana Carbonell, mm -hmm. what's her name, Mireia Balmonte. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, anyway, it's just um, <coughs> like uh, who is who in, in uh, Catalan sports, in less known sports <coughs> in, in Catalonia. Right, so this is our main um, uh, feature. What do you think, Miquel? Did you, did you like it? No, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. I mean, the, the, the sport has become such such a big part of a show, show business, and, you know, we only focus on. Hmm. On this, uh, what's that name of that team in Barcelona? Ba Barça? Espanol. No, no. Espanol <laughs> is a decent team. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, yeah, Messi and Barça. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 
and there is so much, so much energy in all these people, so much. Uh... Well, I think there was a couple of things that that interested us on about doing this, you know, and and we and as you say, we we don't include um, Gerard Piquet, for example, who's a very successful Catalan sportsman playing for Barcelona Football Club. But it's not about that. I think there were a couple of things when we first came came up with the idea to do this. One was that um, how if you look, for example, in the English language press, the international press. These mm. a lot of these sports people, Catalan sports people, will just be described as Spanish, mm. Spanish runner, Spanish yeah. rider, Spanish, which is fine because a lot of them do represent Spain in, in, mm-hmm. in different things. But they're much more than that. They're very much, mm. uh, very much uh, Catalan personalities in their mm. own right. You know, and we wanted to focus on that a little bit. And the second thing is that if you look at this, I mean, there's tons of these people, and they're not just successful sports people, they're world champions, gold medalists, etc. And so if you look at how small Catalonia is, and how limited its resources are, and you look at the, just its sports, for some reason, and I suppose in a way that, you know, you associate art with Catalonia, Miro and, and Dali and all these, these incredible world-class artists, well, mm-hmm. Catalonia seems to have a similar thing going with its Sports people, no, they, 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 they as I say, they, it's out of all proportion with the size of the country. And I think we wanted to make that clear. And as, as a small community, we always celebrate them. Looking now at Oscar Cadillac, who was our, for many years, it was the the men, Cafetal Sim, who made the summit, meaning that it was the first Catalan on <laughs> Mount Everest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, as it happens, I coincided with this guy on the on a plane from Beijing. Oh, really? <laughs> the day he was coming back, and when we got when we landed in Barcelona, there was a huge crowd of people waiting. I must say for him, not for me, <laughs> uh, simply because he had been on the top of Everest. But I I did something in the plane. I I, I talk. I, I told the host. I said, look. This guy here, sitting beside me, happens to be the first Catalan who has ever <laughs> reached uh, the Everest. So he told the captain, uh, the, the pilot, or whatever, and it was very nice because they she came back with a, a map of the Everest as, mm-hmm. as the plane was um, flying over mm-hmm. the mountains of, of that very moment. And I must say also with a, a bottle of uh, French champagne for us to, uh-huh. to enjoy. So that was so a great coincidence. I've, I've not never been interested in mountains or anything, but I had uh, well, there's, a there's good glass of champagne. Is that like an extra <laughs> article in this in the feature on sports people, which we focus on, on two, uh, Fran Latorre and, and Cadillac, who, yeah. the, the two mountaineers. Incredible. And with a with a list of their achievements. I mean, these people are just animals, really. <laughs> I mean, look, you read about them and you think, oh yeah, my no. God. But, well, you, you interviewed someone, Marcella, didn't you, who's in this, uh, we're well, preparing, in, in, in going to be in the April uh, issue. In the April issue. Uh, who's well. also a complete animal. I mean, it's like, how can you possibly put your body and, and mind through these incredible, I mean, I can barely mm. sort of get because up in the morning without bursting into the, tears. And these people yeah, are like, you know, yeah. risking life mm. on alone in these... I think what, 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 the, what the issue, uh, you know, focuses is, is as it were, in a sport uh, at its purest, because these people are not becoming millionaires because of all that. No. And as you say, and the, the amount of energy, preparation, devotion—it's so vocational. It, it, it's such a an individual effort into something. It's, it's something that has to do, it goes beyond, I think, a sport. Yeah. It has to do with the human spirit. It's all, it's all um, well, I talked to Albert Bosk, and he's yeah, the tell first. Yeah, tell us about him, he's, he's a good he, example. This guy, he went to the South Pole by himself. He was accompanied by a friend, but then his friend gave up. So he spent like 40 something days by himself. 
and he was like he had to decide if he wanted to give up or not and finally he did it he according to himself it's uh, it's a question of, uh, of it's a mentality thing mm-hmm. no it's i mean physical force obviously is important but the 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 mm-hmm. the, the like the your brain mm-hmm. no is uh, the force uh, the, your mind Mm. is even more important because because Absolutely. because without that you can't you can yeah. be very strong but if mm. if your mind is not strong enough it's mm. impossible to achieve such a thing and um apart from that albert albert also did the, like the highest summits in the world he went to dakar i don't know how many times i mean he's one of these people yeah. who never stops yeah. and you ask yourself but how is it possible i mean this no, guy no, no. did Uh, I I I mean you it's can't a new challenge I mean for me going you. around Banyolas Lake is uh, is an achievement <laughs> <laughs> getting all the way around <laughs> with <laughs> Actually I was reading that article oh with your, your your interview with Albert your day which will be in next month's issue in April yes. in April but look how it's a good interview Also it, it's on you'll be able to you can watch the actual the televised version no on on El Punavui Television your website it's there But one of the things he said in that interview is he said oh it was he was describing one particular day when he realized oh it's one of those days where if I don't do everything right I die today sort of thing that sometimes when you're in the situation that he's in there'll be days where you know that your job that day is not to die basically because he's exactly. in a sit- he's in a difficult situation and he realized right I'm in this this is I've got to get out of this area and if I don't get out I'll die but that's just clear so that's my job today my job is not to die the way yeah. he talks about it is just incredible and you as think, oh my says it, it's, it's all in the mind it's I mean look at me for example I have obviously the the yeah. perfect body yes, to, of course, to yeah. climb the Everest, <laughs> I, I would be, you know... Without daddy, oxygen, yeah. in your the, underpants. What's my problem? I, I haven't got the will. But, uh, I mean, I would, you know... Yeah, simply, yeah, obviously not. I mean, we should I go all uh, and talk to Albert because he also gives speeches and he's a coach. And he teaches people how yeah. to achieve this this power of mind that we need to do like anything in life, not necessarily to climb the Everest. Yeah, no? yeah. And, um, well, Stephen Hawking... There just died this week as well, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Not a great mountain climber, though. Stephen no, but Hawking. we're talking about the power of, of, <laughs> oh, yes, of yes. the mind. Of overcoming no? physical... Exactly, thing. because yeah, he was yeah. supposed to die, like, um, decades ago, yeah, yeah, no? Yeah, yeah, But not only he survived, but he, he achieved, he, 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 mm. he gave the world some of the greatest achievements in science, no? And uh, this is what he was, um, was saying uh, a lot, that mm. he... Um, don't think of nothing as being impossible yeah. as long as you believe in it it becomes possible well, it's up the, to you the good thing about that it's up to you right that that Albert, yeah. with that your interview with Albert, that's the good thing about it is that mm. the lessons he draws are applicable to life in general not just in the antarctic mm. you know? and you know these these catalan sports people as well you can see some of these people are in sports as you were saying before where except the fanatics of the people who love that particular mm. spot nobody pays them any attention whatsoever mm-hmm. so a lot of these people are having to work a proper job and then get mm-hmm. up at four o'clock in the morning to train and stuff because no mm-hmm. one's gonna like Barcelona football club is gonna pay them hundreds of thousands of euros every year no one pays mm-hmm. them anything a lot of the time depending on who they are no? mm-hmm. so the dedication that it requires and the mental strength is, is phenomenal really I was talking to a friend of mine at what a very small scale And he's doing yoga and he was saying, well, something he learned from yoga is that his teacher said, I have a great teacher, and she says, you know, don't think of something, I think I'll do it, or I want to do it, say, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and as long as you think like that, <coughs> you will achieve many things, mm. right? 
They're all, it's all, they're all great in examples. In life, I think it's a good advice, yeah. a good piece of advice. Thank you, Michelle. I'll, I'll write it down. <laughs> no, no, but it's true, Michelle. And then we have a spring exploding, and, and I expected flowers, but I see uh, ladies in fantastic dresses, no? Well, well, there are lots of flowers, no? It, on, on the dress, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. accessories as well. Well, this is actually the, um, we're talking every, like every month in March, more or less, we discuss about the, the new trends. And apparently this year, there are lots of flowers everywhere, so, and lots of um, pop, pop patterns as well. Stripes as well, well. If you're interested, Michael. one thing we could we could comment on as well, I think, as in, or we should comment on, because because it's been so long since we've done the podcast, we didn't obviously we've never talked about the new design for yeah, the magazine. The magazine yeah. in the new year when we the, the January issue that came out, we actually inaugurated uh, whatever the word is. I don't know. Yeah. We actually introduced a new design yeah, to yeah. the magazine, so it's 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 really smart. If you haven't seen it, to check it out. We're very proud of the look. And well, this is uh, Florence' um, mm, contribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Florent Morante, Florenti Morante is our um, a graphic designer. He did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I think now it's versatile. It's uh, elegant. Eh? He, he, he went through yeah. many. It's the design's very bold. It's now, much clearer and uh, makes a much better use yeah. of of the of the images. I think and and so on and and uh, it's well worth. Uh, it's well worth che checking that, uh, paying attention, attention to that. And also, another thing we haven't had a chance to discuss is there are new sections to the magazine that we didn't have last time we did the podcast, for example, yeah. Marcella. Yeah, we have one which we have um, been preparing for, for a while now. It's, uh, it's about tourism. More precisely, we present, we take a city or a small town and we present the five hidden corners of, mm -hmm. of, of that place. I mean, we don't necessarily present the most touristic venues, but, but like the, um, the most uh, original, yeah. if you want, and also the most important place for yeah. that person who writes the article. Yeah. And this, in this case, Baga, which is a very small village. Where is that? This is in Bargada. Bargada, yeah. Uh, that's uh, actually not far from Vic. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like five tips from a local or someone. Exactly. So the thing, person yeah. who writes it knows the place very well mm -hmm. and presents five places from uh, from mm -hmm. the the village mm -hmm. in that case. And might well point you in the direction of somewhere that you wouldn't yeah. expect. Or exactly. Or, yeah. It can be a restaurant or a place to visit, mm -hmm. a nice corner mm -hmm. of the old town, something mm -hmm. like that. And uh, with visuals to, as well to see them, yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, for example, you said you are you want to to do Villa Franca. Yeah, I want to see no? Villa Franca. Yeah, at some point, yeah, maybe next month or something. I wouldn't mind doing that because it's a great place to do because it's got loads of those like little corners and big ones as well. I mean, it's the big yeah. wine museum there. There's yeah. a lot of nice churches and stuff, but there's also little little bits and pieces. So mm. I'd be happy to do that. It's a good idea, and I think one of the thing about these new sections as well is there's a like more practical side to them. Because, for example, looking at this double-page feature on Baga, five places to discover, it looks a very practical thing. That you know, if I went here now, I, I would actually yeah. look out for those things and not just reading about the town in a sort of like on Wikipedia, but actually in a more. Plus, um, you know, we've had over the last few months Barney Griffiths, who does the, the football program on El Punta Weed Televisión, and is a contributor to the magazine. He's been uh, doing a restaurant review every month yeah. uh, which is, again is a, is a very practical thing because you know you you read that and immediately you think oh I'll, I'll go check that out it sounds great mm -hmm. um so you know i one of the things i like about the the things we're doing with the magazine at the moment is we're introducing maybe mm -hmm. slightly more practical 
uh, aspects like those, mm -hmm. like those things. Right. Uh, Barney's also done a couple yeah. of reports on on interesting places to visit with your kids and the families and so on. Yeah. This the, the design on this page is beautiful, no? The Barney Griffiths review of the restaurant. The, the design mirrors the very elegance of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. In you really want to go, no? When you see these yeah, photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, it's a very that's nice him, place. No? That's him. Oh uh, no, 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 that's uh, another person. But this also maybe, one, no? yes, well, it's, yeah. it's the last but one, because the last one, the last um, Kids Corner, the biography, will be published in April, and it's about Jean Miro. Mm. The, those, the Barca Kids, the, the Kids Corner we have, we've been running these biographies of, mm. of famous people that, that Mikhail's been, been producing, um, and they, they, are, they also have audio with them. So it's good, it's good whether for kids or not, even not for kids, for anybody who wants to practice their English, that, they'll still be available, even though if the, we've, the series is coming to an end, no, they'll still be available online, so people will still be able to go yeah. and listen to them if they want. It's a really good way yes. to practice. And I yes, think exactly. that in the new uh, weekly that Elpun uh, will produce... Uh, exactly, we need Republic. to mention that, no? Yes. The Republic. Yes. They, they, will, they will put in every issue of the, the access yeah, to... Yeah. to tell, tell us about that then, Marcello. What, what have they got going on in, in Well, uh, good news, uh, Alpuna Vui group, uh, starting from uh, April, they'll um, will have another publication called La Repubblica. I think that's a great name. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a weekly uh, publication, and it will be distributed at the weekend, and it mm. will uh, include um, you know cultural um, content, features, a little bit of everything, mm. in fact. Hmm. It will be included in the in the newspaper every Sunday or every Saturday, I think. On Saturday, it's it's, it's available. I only know because I was I was uh, uh, I was doing what we, next uh, month we've got a little preview of it and so. But, that, it, it but on Saturday, it's on. It goes on sale by itself. By itself. Okay, for two euros, and then on Sunday, it, it's it's packaged with yeah, with, with El we. Uh, newspaper, yeah. which is two and a half euros. So yeah. we'll see, but it's still some time to to come, no? The the dry run, the test run, the zero edition mm. is at the twenty eighth of April. Twenty eighth of April. And then the actual, it actually starts publishing every week at the end of May or middle of May. I can't remember now. Mm -hmm. May the twenty sixth well, we'll or something. No, end of May. May the twenty yes. sixth, I think. Well, I think we'll have more details in the yeah, next yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's because right, yeah. we're, we're we going to offer more details, about. right? Why don't we, uh, Neil? If you agree, why don't we? Uh, uh, give our listeners um, some details about the next issue. Yes, let's do that. Of yeah. April. Yeah, we're, we're planning, mm. we're preparing the April issue at the moment, yeah. Mm, which will be San Jordi, of course. We'll have, um, as usual, a long feature about the celebration, mm. what San Jordi means in Catalonia, mm. the, uh, the books part and also the more romantic part of the, of the Diada. What else are we doing for April? Well, also in San Jordi, we've got we've got a little bit of the historical side as well, no? Because um, Joe, who's one of the contributors, Joe Hogan, is doing is done something on on the the historical roots of, of the San, saint of himself. San Jordi. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of everything there, covering San Jordi in, in a very sort of broad sense. We'll have an interview with the Mario Serra. Ah, good. He has just published a novel called La Novela de San Jordi, the San Jordi novel, mm -hmm. and he's going to talk to us about it. In, a, in an interview which was published. Have yes, you interviewed uh, him on for TV? I think so, yeah, him I did him. Yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 he's great. He's really great. Yeah. But, but did we you talk about the book? No, we talked about not. his book on um, 
saving time, managing time. He did a book on time. The problem with Mario Serra is he's so prolific. He's, he's the, yeah, yeah. that when I interviewed him, it was like, yeah. what are we going to talk about? Because you he literally f- write a book every week or something. No? <laughs> he, he frightened me. He, yeah, he, yeah. he thinks too quickly. No, no, but that's yeah. what I said. I said that yeah, to him. Yeah. It's very intimidating talking to someone who uses their time so well, no, and so on. And so, but so. he, as a young man, he did a degree on English uh, studies or English philology. So yes, yes. So he studied English philology. He's one and of he's us, a great is fan of the UK. Yes. And has done interesting translations from English, from English plays. And no, he's, he's great. And we had a great interview. In fact, again, that mm. interview, if you want to go and check it out, it's on El Punabui Televisio website. Mm. Going Native is my program that where I interviewed him. It's, it's there in the archive if you want to check it out. And as Marcella says, we'll have him in the next issue. And also, are we going to have yeah, Philippe Sanz that we were talking about at the beginning yeah. as well? A little, maybe because you're going to talk to him later on today. So there's a couple of interviews to look I'd, I'd love to, to get one day in, in, in Catalonia today something from you too. I, I would like to hear you about your experiences interviewing people. Yeah, you keep, yeah, you keep, yeah. You know, you're so yeah. lucky. Yeah, you keep uh, interviewing interesting people. Yeah, yeah. But you never say it is actually thing about it. I mean, yes, well, actually, we published the, some of the interviews in the magazine. But yes, he's right. We could talk yeah, about yeah. the experience. But if we so. started the, the podcast now, I would say, no, I'm going to ask you things. And, yeah, and, could do. And that, to yeah. ask you about, you know, your mm-hmm. experiences or you, what, whatever you learn. And now yeah. you were mentioning Mario Serra. Said, you know, Mario Serra, what, what comes to your mind after yeah. having gone through an interview yeah, 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 and yeah. all that? Oh, he's the quickest mind ever, whatever. Uh, I, it would be yeah. very interesting. No, because we're very, very lucky because both me and Marcella do, do an interview every week mm. um, with, with people from all sorts of different walks of life. You know? Speaking for myself, they're probably, I mean, it sounds a little bit, you know, sort of naff, but, the, but the, actually the thing I love about it most is that I just meet such amazing people yeah, that I would yeah, never, yeah. ever meet otherwise. And most of them are absolute, they're all winners. Yeah. They're all, they've, all, they've all won in some way or they're all at the top of their game, whether they're a politician, a writer, a musician, a doctor, mm. doesn't matter. They're all people who've actually achieved yeah, really great things. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real privilege to meet those people and talk to them. And, that and I, that's the thing that keeps me going with that because I, I get a real yeah. kick out of meeting people who I just would never have an opportunity to meet. Um, because I hang around with a bunch of losers. We'll have to start. So I think it's, it's great to actually spend some time with successful people for once. We should have started a section called Interviewing the Interviewer. You know, and, well, and lots of good things. Would I'm, not, I'm not sure we could do that every month, but, but one month it wouldn't be a bad idea. Because And there's also, of course, let's not forget Barney, who we mentioned before, has his pro football program every Tuesday on El Punabui Television in English, it is, as well. And uh, Matthew Tree, who is also very often on this podcast, also has a current affairs program. On Thursdays, is it, or Fridays? Uh, Thursdays. Thursdays, yeah. Oh, Nicole is on Friday, no? And Nicole exactly. Smith has got yes. interviews with uh, foreign residents in, in Catalonia. So every day you've got uh, uh, an original program in English. And it's uh, becoming uh, an incredible archive yes, of, of, yes, of yes. English, Englishness, uh, whatever, in Catalonia in the 21st century yeah, yeah exactly, uh, we, yeah. we are we are developing without even being yeah, yeah. aware of that and no, we've been doing it for a while yeah, yeah we yeah. started personalities and Three the years presence ago, of no? english yeah, yeah. in catalonia and we've had and as i say we've had some <clears throat> absolutely fantastic guests on there some some <clears throat> real top names the sort of names that you would you know expect <clears throat> to see on on <clears throat> mainstream television <clears throat> programs that people would stay at home especially to watch the interview <clears throat> so go and check it out uh, you know el pun abui televisio is the website go and check it out it's all all of our programs are there on the english hour which <clears throat> is the uh, the name of the uh, of the section and uh, and you can find everything we've done on television there stored ready to, to look right 
Well, I'm exhausted after that because. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God, no. But what a relief! Honestly, I feel yeah. relieved that because it's been worrying me for months. Because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in theory, I'm the one to get everyone together Gosh. to do the podcast, and I feel like a complete failure because month no, after no, month no. I fail to get people. To, finally, ma- Hallelujah! We've, got, we've managed to do a podcast. We're back. You We're reach, back. You reach the summit. <gasps> like I, I, I do. And I know it's like not quite a, as big an achievement. So you'll be able to sleep well tonight. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It's a big weight off my mind. Anyway. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Cat Chat Podcast, and we will talk to you next month. We still don't know who's going to be here next month. That'll be a nice surprise. And well, we'll, you'll be for sure. I, I will be. Yeah, it's, I can't get out of it, but uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Whoever whoever's here will be very interesting. I'm sure. Go and get the magazine. Catalan Champions is the headline. The March of the March issue. Subscribe at catalontoday.cat and we will talk to you next month. Thanks for coming guys and see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks for having us. Okay. Good. It was a pleasure and good luck with the news. Thank you. Bye.